No Block, No Rock, Season 2, Episode 7, following the Northwestern drubbing, spanking, spanking, beating, harassment, massacre, carnage, purge, trucking, bloodbath, clinic. Wow. You like... Did you look up all those words or what? Listen, when you Google synonym, it gets you get a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, results. We want to introduce another special guest. When we had Brandon Riley before the Michigan State game, that was a fitting guest. And along the same lines, we've got Jordan Westerkamp here with us to talk about the Northwestern game that just took place, the fifty-six to seven. Those synonyms that I just said, <laughs> the bloodbath that was last Saturday. And before we even just get this thing rolling, there was a lot of people that saw a picture you posted on social media, Jordan. <laughs> and it, I mean, it got people rolling. It was on Facebook. It was it was all over the place. People were uh, you know screenshotting it. And yeah, so we got to get this thing started first. Can you explain? Do you wear your helmet and jersey during every game or did you just do it for the Northwestern game? You know, it, it comes out every once in a while. Number, number one, guys, appreciate you letting me back on the podcast. This is awesome. Thank number you. two. Ass kicking is another synonym you can throw in there. Okay. And number three, no, no, I don't. I don't wear it um, for for every single game. You know, obviously, special occasion. Uh, you know, I got. I was pretty hyped for that game. You know, the whole week, a couple weeks building up to it. Out, people start reaching out. Hey, Hail Mary! <coughs> excuse me, Hail Mary! Northwestern game, Nebraska. So I got. I was. I was a little extra hyped up. So I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can uh, pull out my my jersey, the, the one I actually wore when I did catch the Hail Mary. Throw that on. Throw my helmet on. Put up yeah. a photo, get the get the people excited. Um, you know, the, the Nebraska fans are amazing, so they they love that. That thing just kind of went took off there on social media. So that was that was so cool to see that. And then uh, to top it all off, cherry on top, Nebraska goes out and just beats the shit out of Northwestern. So that yeah, was uh, that was awesome. Well, I think that was a, a good luck charm. I would I would like to say, and I think this is something that it's a movement now. I think I think Jordan oh Westerkamp started this movement. <laughs> That we want to get things going on No Block, No Rock. You need to do this every week. And I think you need to start getting some teammates, some other former Huskers to start doing it with you. Start <laughs> posting some big. pictures in your old gear. And we'll have some sweet hashtag like NBNR. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, have some sweet <laughs> hashtag that's like, hey, you know, always ready or, you know, right. something yeah, always a Husker. We'll, we'll figure a, something out. Yeah, not a bad idea at all. Let's see. I'll see what I can do. Well, if Brandon would have done it before the Michigan State game. Oh, gosh. You know, dang it. <laughs> damn it, Brandon. <laughs> Jordan, a quick question for you. The Hail Mary is always going to be etched in Oscar history. Was the play designed as a tip play, or were you fortunate to be there? So, <laughs> technically, technically, it is. The play is called Geronimo. You know, we have basically our tallest guy, our biggest receiver, um, set himself somewhere close to the end zone, sort of in between the three of us. You know, three of us surround our one receiver that's in the middle of us. And his job is, yes, to basically tip it up to, to one of the guys around him. So when that play happened, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it was actually Quincy Nunn at the time. We put him in. He's a big dude. Put him there in the middle. But I don't think he actually tipped it. I, I, I believe that a Northwestern defender actually tipped the ball backwards So for some reason. And obviously, thankfully, I'm the only one standing there. All, North, all the Northwestern defenders kind of push up to the front of the goal line. Again, I bonehead by them. I don't. I have no clue why they did that, leaving uh, little old me behind everybody to catch that that bad boy. But um, yes, the play is designed to have a guy that's in the middle there to basically tip it up or tip it back or forward, or just get a hand on it to deflect it to one of the guys around him. And I saw like the the special that you did on on BTN or whatever, and you talked about it, and you reaching over and just hoping that you yeah. got in. Yeah, no, I, but I, I, said, I mean, it was like, it was like a slow motion. The bugger backwards. I'm like, no freaking way this is about to happen. Um, and then just obviously instinct kicks him, like jump forward, you know, out of the end zone, basically. So I caught, I was like, oh shit. Am I going to be like one of those almost Hail Mary plays right now? <laughs> Not at the one yard <laughs> line and we lose the damn game. Um, so as you know, I catch it and fall on backwards, but once I, once I uh, controlled over the catch, I was already passing the line, but just in case I was like better reach backwards. So I did that too, a little extra there and, the rest is history. Absolutely. Well, let's let's shift to Northwestern 2021. Yeah. There was no Hail Marys needed. No. <laughs> uh, the game was decided early, and yes. it was honestly a, a big relief for Husker Nation. Yeah. What are your thoughts about? Let's just let's just start breaking down. Yeah. Let's just start with the offense. You know, it, I mean, you're a receiver. How do you right. think the offense played? How do you think the receivers played? And and we'll just kind of go from there. Well, they ran the damn ball. Oh. Yes, they did. Number one, indeed, they, <laughs> they, <did>. like, <laughs> they like 
They looked, there you go. They looked, um, they looked great. It was awesome to get that the first conference win. Um, you, you wish this uh, Nebraska team would have played Illinois at the beginning of the season because it'd been a whole different story. Um, I don't know. They dominated every aspect of the game. It was nice to see them put a, a complete game together, uh, offense, defense, special teams. Everybody looked great. Adrian Martinez looked like Adrian Martinez. You know, he's, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal quarterback. They have some playmakers. As the season goes on, um, those guys are going to start to shine. And, and, and you've seen it so far. Obviously, Adrian Martinez, he's uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, if not the best quarterback in the Big Ten. So that was a fun game to watch. You know, finally go out there and just dominate like we all know Nebraska can do. So hopefully they take this momentum now and – Got a big one this weekend, obviously with Michigan, top-ranked team. I mean, the rest of the whole, um, the, the rest of the schedule is, is pretty good. You got Ohio State, Iowa, um, at Minnesota. Yep, yep, at Minnesota. So some ranked teams here. I mean, Nebraska come out, and they can, they can really prove themselves here this, this last half of uh, the season. So uh, you'd love to see it. You'd love to see him take one away this weekend uh, from Michigan. And I, I know the, the odds are released, and it, Nebraska is um, not that much of an underdog. You know, in those odds. So whatever, whatever that means. And obviously, they got to still go out there and play. But um, it'll be exciting. Like I, this game, I don't think I've been this excited for a Nebraska game in a, in a long time because I know that Nebraska can beat this team. So it'll be so cool to have. And obviously, I think Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's at Nebraska, so that'll be huge oh, too. Yeah. That atmosphere. I wish I can get back to that game. <laughs> that that would have been the one to be at this year so far. But um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for this back half of the season. Well, and especially with uh, going into the fourth quarter. This past game, uh, I mean, I wasn't there. I was. But it sure seemed like they, they have a new, uh, I guess, their own jump around. Right. But with, with Thunderstruck instead. Um, fire. Mike, lots, Mike, lots of fire. How did that, how did that make you feel at the game, Mike? Were okay, you so. Did you get a little. So I'm one of those fans that, like, I, I don't <laughs> leave games early. The only game I've ever left early was the bloodbath of Ohio State, Nebraska. I think it's the only game I've ever left early in my entire yeah. life. But, you know, going to that fourth quarter and they they did that. And I told my brother, I was like, hey, you know, my brother was in town. And so he came to the game with me and I was like, hey, they got all these new LED lights for the stadium. And so they can turn those on and do light shows and all kinds of stuff. So just be prepared for that in case that happens. And my brother's sitting around. And he's like, hey, uh, you said they were going to do something cool with the lights. And I was like, <laughs> OK. And then like 20 minutes later, fourth quarter hits, the lights go out, everything turns red and you just see fire. You see the light show. You hear Thunderstruck. You see the players getting hyped up. The fans are getting hyped up. They're already just juiced from the performance that that team just put out there. But well, that, and they have they have the little Nirvana intro with the lights out. Then it just cuts out. And I'm like, oh damn, yeah. Like I thought it was gonna. It's kind of weird. Like that song. I love the song. I love the band Nirvana, obviously, but it just didn't really seem to fit. And then they cut it off right there, and then it, they just go right into. Thunderstruck, it's like, oh, damn, okay, this was pretty cool. Well, and it reminded yeah. me at first when I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, because remember, if you guys remember this, they tried to, they removed Sirius as our Tunnel Walk song when Scott Frost first got here, and they replaced it with Thunderstruck. So yeah. I was like, that's kind of what it felt like. But then after all the fire and all the just the lights, I'm telling you, it was like a full-on rock concert. The, the light show was crazy. The, and the red, there was a red, you know, like tint over the whole stadium. Yeah, it, right? it was awesome. So, it was yeah. Cool. So that needs to happen again. I wish they could do it at the start of the game because it just got everybody extra juiced. But obviously right. the sun will not be down in time right. for kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Mother Nature will not allow that to happen. But that was sweet. Yeah, I, I saw it. Um, someone posted a video on, on Twitter. That's how I saw it. I had no clue they did that. Um, man, if I was a player, I mean, obviously a fan as well. If I'm a player and that happens, I'm them. I'm about to have the best quarter of my life. That, that, that was the coolest thing I, I've, I've seen uh, at a Nebraska game in some time. That, that was awesome. That whole show. And it was, I, was, I wish they had it when we were there. <laughs> Coming know, from a years ago. But uh, does that get you guys hyped? Does that give you like that? To get that extra yard? Does that make you guys want to? <laughs> yeah, it gets you, you know, momentum. It gets you jazzed up. I mean, when I was there, we kind of had the, um, um, the let me clear my throat song we would play that at some of our games that kind of caught on and then yeah that would go off go off and our whole sideline would just get up up off, you know off the off the if they were sitting down off the bench whatever and start you know just having a good time so yeah it definitely definitely gets the people going well i hope they don't get a, go away from it necessarily like because the let me clear my throat did last for just a couple it was like two years and then they just kind of like eh, never mind right. yeah you know yeah i don't know if it was like 
because it was a Riley thing and we're trying to well, separate I think, ourselves. I, I think I think we started doing it and we started losing. <laughs> hey, we, yeah. <laughs> we better stop this. It was cool. I mean, we had we had that big upset against uh, Michigan State in 2015 and that we played that then. That's kind of when it caught on. Um, and then we played it. Who I made the was, catch in that game? That was Brandon there at the end. Oh, Brandon. 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 Who was that who? guy? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, except who who had the sixty yards on to set Brendan up? Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The overlooked man himself. <laughs> well, <Touché>. look, <laughs> we talked about like the aesthetics of the stadium and the atmosphere, which was all gravy and should carry over to next week versus Michigan. It's gonna be lit. But you know, Mike, you said that there weren't any Hail Marys, but you know, the even before the first play of the game, right? The, the first thing that you notice is that Nebraska makes changes on the O-line. They move uh, Turner Corcoran over from left tackle to right tackle, replace him with Prohaska. True freshman. True freshman. Hmm. And Noelle, um at left guard. So you got Ben Hart goes out, and this leads the way to no penalties in the first half. Yeah. No turnovers. <clears throat> the emergence of an, yet another running back. And Jacques Yant, um, rumbling and stumbling for the big 60-something yarder. Um, yep. He goes 13 yards or 13 carries for 127 yards, so almost 10 yards a tote. Um, Ramir Johnson, a very respectable 74 yards and 12 carries. So the thing about Ramir, and I said this, I think it was either the last episode or a couple of episodes before. My bad. Because when I saw when I saw Ramir like on the depth chart. You know, he's listed at like 170 something. I'm like, he's not a big 10 back. Yeah. You know, but him off. You you see the way he runs and not just run, but blocking as well. He's a good like pass pro guy. I mean, we and that's something we talked about a a couple of weeks ago here is like, you do you really want Ramir Johnson back there blocking your asset? The best asset on your team is Adrian Martinez. And if you have a 160 pound soaking wet running back trying to block a you know defensive end, is that really what you want <laughs> on, a, on a, like a third and long and the game's on the line. So, you know, we, we shot some shit at him and God, it, it just every week he's getting better now that he's kind of established himself as RB one. He is RB. I mean, he is. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, even with the having such a big day, you know, he was still technically RB two, but I mean, Ramirez gets his nose in there, man. And he runs really hard. And like he, I don't want to say he falls forward, but I mean, he's kind of like a little bullet in there. And he gets he gets more than I would expect him to get. So yeah, he, he just hit the hole hard. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad they finally decided to give or a mere like you know outside zones and off tackle runs because oh my god, as soon as he's in space, he's actually good. But anyway, but <laughs> right. I was he's is he the best like non. Oh, I'm in ball locker on offense, or is that our is that our friend Chancellor <laughs> Chancellor Brewington? Yeah. Okay, Jordan, you have yes. to notice that. Did you see that play? Quarterback power with Adrian. Yeah. Adrian he, rolls around off the off the right tackle, and Chancellor Brewington comes in motion and yeah, blows up his DB. Oh yeah. Did you, did you see that play? Yeah. Yep. That was awesome. That got me pumped up. Just totally cleared him out of there. Obviously, makes it a easy easy touchdown for um, Adrian. That was awesome. Tony, man, it's. Nebraska's really tr- starting to find their identity now. It, was, you know, it took them a little bit longer than I'd, I'd like. I wish they would have came out guns of blaze like they are now against Illinois, right? The, the season would look a lot different. Mm-hmm. But, man, as, as these games go on, you see guys that you didn't expect, like you just said, Ramir Johnson, you didn't expect to, to do as well as they are doing. So it's awesome. It's awesome. See these guys step up, whether it's freshmen, true freshmen, whoever it might be. Um, it's great to see, and they need that. They're catching their stride at a, a very important time. So it's it's, it's awesome, and I'm pumped up. I can't wait yeah. to see what uh, what happens Saturday, six thirty. Well, you see this offense, and you're like, this is the UCF offense that so m- so many of us were like expecting when Scott right. first came here and first play of the game. Aggressive play calling. Adrian sees old boy coming off the the edge, and he steps up in the pocket and throws the underthrown ball, Jordan. I don't know if you remember that play exactly. Oh, but yeah. The first play of the game. Torrey goes up and makes yeah. the play. Um, like, put bad, us a- bad, bad play by the North, Northwestern uh, <laughs> safety. That was a pretty bad play. Uh, we got away with one there. But, uh, no, I, I like the aggressiveness. And, and you know, like I said, we got lucky there. But uh, outside of that, I thought we looked pretty dominant the entire game. 
And that's just a play where, yeah, it was underthrown. And I don't know if it's any other wide receiver, if they would come back to the ball like that. Right, yeah, I mean, he made that, a great, yeah. That's, a, that's kind of a two-ray thing probably because he's been around. Right, yeah. I don't know experience you'd expect the db to kind of stop and come towards the ball but he kept going like he was a receiver and Torrey yeah. did that they kind of did the opposite of what you'd expect but awesome play by Torrey to to, to grab that ball um he's having a heck of a season too i don't i know he might not have like a ton of catches but i know every time he catches the ball he's making it count so what do you, he had like two for what did i see two for 108 yeah yeah um it's pretty good average well, in that other catch that he had, I mean, mm-hmm. Adrian made up for the underthrow and just put right. a ball on the money right. in the back yeah. of the end zone where the safety wasn't there. And, right. and Samori just had to just catch the ball and get his feet in bounds. So, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and, and going back <clears throat> to your playing days, it seemed like you were kind of like that safety blanket for for Tommy. Can you talk about the chemistry between a receiver and the quarterback a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's super important. And for, you know, for, with me and Tommy, I was with Tommy for four years, you know, four and a half, five years redshirted. Some of these guys are transfers. That's their first year at the program. And when I, I think that's kind of why you're seeing this, hey, let's find our identity type thing through the first few games. Because a lot of these guys are new, whether they're, they're true freshmen or transfers. And I, I was just, I was talking to uh, somebody the other day and I, I just, it's so crazy how college football has changed with the transfer portal and whatnot. It was like, that stuff was like, maybe one, two, three guys transferring or get a Juco here and there every couple of years. Now it's, I mean, it's crazy how, how much it's ex- sort of exploded with guys. Okay. I'm not playing. So I'm going somewhere else. Um, and how easy it is to, to, to do that. And I know, I know that's kind of had a little bit of effect on Nebraska because I don't, I don't know how many four-year starters are on the, on the team. I couldn't tell you because um, there's so many new guys, mm-hmm. but um, with that said, you know, obviously yes, ke- chemistry with your quarterback is, is humongous. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool to see Tori who's, uh, transfer from Montana, correct? Yep, yes, sir. Okay. Um, to to see them kind of have that that good connection, um, and, and hopefully it just continues to to get better and better as the season goes on. You've said the word identity like three or four times already. Yes. Now I'm I'm beginning to see something in this offense that it was kind of sprinkled in before, but it is the option look. Yeah, and I mean that that bets run that was sweet. I mean. Yep. Jesus Christ, the guy, he's not even running, man. He glides. Like his, his feet aren't on the ground when he runs. Like, it's Fast. crazy. Yeah. And, you know, the fake pitch, I think Oliver Martin was the, the receiver at outside, and Adrian does a nifty fake pitch, runs it in the end zone. Right. Like, you, yeah. you're seeing this efficiency with the option game. And, oh, I got the hat behind me. I'm not wearing it, but. I mean, they had 427 rushing yards on the day. Northwestern only had 37. I mean, this is the best game I could ever ask for. (laughs) uh, There was not one point in the game where Northwestern put up any, I wouldn't say any threat, but I was comfortable the whole game. Yeah. And the one time that Northwestern was driving, uh, they were down 28 to 7. And then what do you know? You got JoJo Doman and DeAndre Thomas. Force on the fumble. Like in JoJo, we want to give a shout out. Kobe, Big Ten, player yeah. of the week, defensive yeah. player of the week. Awesome. I mean, that, that defense, man. They've been playing goodness. well. They've been playing well. You, you wish they would have got that. I got a, a win in the East Lansing. That one, oh, kind yeah. of, that, that one stung a little bit. The defense played lights out. But no, I, I mean, it was it's just like you said, it's every Nebraska fan's just delight. Run the damn ball. Defense just kicks the shit out of the team, you know? And that was great to see. I kind of, you know, Adrian Martinez is like the perfect court build a quarterback, for, you know, to run the option. So it was really cool to see that. It gives me some Taylor Martinez vibes with the, uh, right. <laughs> how good yeah. it was with the option. But um, no, it was, it was just, it was an awesome game. You, like I said, you waited all year for this just dominant performance. Um, now I'll say this, take the game with the grain of salt. Northwestern's not very good this year. Sure. Agreed. Um, so yeah. Nebraska did what they were supposed to do this weekend. This this is the biggest game of the season, so this this will this will you'll get a true test to see where where they are. Yeah, because um, you know you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people saying you know it's just Northwestern. Right? Don't yeah. get too nuts with this, right? Uh, but look, I, I'm I'm the guy who's known as being I guess the more negative one on the pod. I don't know, but you have like even, extra glowing like pep in your step today. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> even I'm like, look, 
All you can do is play the team that's in front of you. You right. take care of business. They did. And yes. well, handily, you know, yes. it's not like they had to lean on a Lane McCallum duck going through the, the field. God, that was right. Going through the uprights. Look, they, what more can you ask for? A team took care of business. They had the game in hand well before the third quarter. They took all their dudes out. They could have freaking scored upwards to 80, probably, if they really right. wanted to. Right. What more do you want? You know, it's, it's no, a, I, they're I, the Big Ten you. West champs. I know everyone left. You still got Fitz over there. Yeah. I love it. I love to see it. Their, their season thus far, it's just kind of like the, it's just been uh, kind of a struggle with consistency. You know, obviously you open up with Illinois, who they should have beat the shit out of. Um, you know, their offense looks kind of shaky. And then they, they take care of business with Fordham and, and Buffalo, again, as you expect. Right. The team that lost to Illinois goes out and almost beats Oklahoma at Oklahoma. So it's just the, the, the consistency is like, what the heck's going on? And then the mm-hmm. following week, they go to Michigan State and they can't score in the second half, you know, but their defense plays lights out. So again, where's it, where, where is this thing going? And finally, you know, get Northwestern and they, they put it all together. And you're like, okay, hell yeah, that's, that's what we expect. We need that now every single week. So I'm hoping, I'm praying that they, they take that and they, they just run with it. And then they, they, Michigan comes in there and they beat the tail, um, beat the wheels off of them and then just, Continue to, to go because I can see I can see a scenario where Nebraska takes his momentum and, and, and they win a majority of these remaining games and, and get ranked by the end of the year. Well, and I totally agree. We said last week, this is like the weirdest Nebraska team I've ever seen. It's like a team that can lose the rest of their games on their schedule, but they could also win any right. of those games. I like I just I know like it's what cliche. team are you going to get the day of the game? That's just what's that's what it's going to come down to. Well, yeah, you know, it's like a cliche, like anybody can win on any given Saturday. No, like this team has the talent to compete with anybody on any given Saturday, but they have the like the mentality to lose to any team on any given Saturday. Right. So right. it's really weird. It is. It really, it really is. That's why I said consistency is key. So we'll just kind of watch this. I know this is going to be a really exciting week in, in, in Nebraska. Um, Wolverines coming to town. Just got they got to put it all together again. And take, like I said, take all the positives from the Northwestern game, which was a lot of stuff and just, just run with it, baby. It, it might be, gosh, dang it, Jordan, not you got me thinking, man. <laughs> it might be too, it might be too much positive, right? Because, you know, 56 to seven, uh, you can't think of anything that went wrong in this game really. Right. And it's just, did they play above their heads a little bit, you know, yeah, just I, based on their history, you know? Uh, yeah. I think they did play above their heads. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Right. Well, you know, it's funny you guys talked about Nebraska. I've kind of felt this way about Nebraska for for multiple years now that they, they can, and on any given day, the team they can they can play, they can beat it by fifty or they can lose by fifty. It's been like the weirdest thing in the world. I've I've never said looked at a Nebraska schedule and go, man, they're going to just lose every game this year. I'm always like, I'm not sure they could beat this team by thirty or they could lose by thirty. It's just it's been the weirdest thing the past couple of years um, because they do have the talent, they have the talent, they have the coaches, um, they they have it all. It's just whether or not they can put it all together and then stay consistent. And we saw that finally this, this past weekend. So that was great. Okay. Well, so we talked a little bit about the offense. Let's shift to the defense. I mean, that is, that is the unit that has showed up every single week. In my opinion, could end up in the top 15, maybe top 10 by the end of the year when it's all said and done, despite how aggressive our schedule is. Let's talk a little bit about them. Jordan, what are your thoughts on the defense and how they've been playing and how they played against Northwestern. Yeah, they, they've been lights out now a few weeks in a row. Obviously there's the shining spot on, on the, on the football team, I would say um, up until, you know, the Northwestern game, obviously you dropped 56 points. That's pretty good for the offense. And I know the offense is ranked um, high too in the big 10. And I, I also know that they also played an extra game. So take that with a grain of salt, yeah. but um no, the defense has been playing lights out. Blackshirt defense, baby. They've been playing with a lot of energy. Uh, that that I'm telling you, that that Michigan State game, that second half to me it was so it was it was so heartbreaking because they were playing so freaking well. Um, I think I, if I remember correctly, they didn't give up a first down in the second half against Michigan State. Yep, yeah. five total think, five total yards, five total yards. So they got amazing. to overtime and amazing, amazing. I mean, no, they've been playing lights out. I mean, this this team this team has a chance to be special. You just wish how they played. On this last Saturday, that was how they played the start of the season. Because, like I said, it'd be a whole different story. You know, this and team that just played on Saturday beats Oklahoma at Oklahoma a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the thing with this defense is you can't just say 
they played lights out in one game. I mean, it's been right. the whole they've season. Been, they've been they've been the the consistent part of of the team the past um, the entire season so far. The shaky parts have been obviously a little bit on the you know the offensive line is shown a little bit. They made adjustments and they they came out and and they worked their tails off. They had a dominant performance this past weekend. Special teams has kind of been a uh, we all know that, but um, the, the one thing that's been been consistent and dominant has been their defense and that's been holding their team together so far. I mean, I, I would venture to say, I don't know. I don't want to sound too cocky here, but I don't even know if there's anything else that we can say. I mean, it's been week after week. We've been shouting out dudes. We shouted out Jojo. Um, look, and please Gary keep, Nelson now. I mean, yeah, I mean, just yeah. keep doing what they're doing, man. Um, I don't even know what else you can say. I mean, Unless you had something else that you wanted to point out. Well, I don't want to point anything out, but I do want to say that Braxton Clark, so he comes in and spells CTB or he'll come in when it's like a a pass situation. And Braxton Clark is an absolute stud. I've I've already said on this podcast that Quentin Newsom might be our best corner despite how good CTB actually is. So, I mean, those DBs are playing their asses off. Plus, you're sprinkling in a little bit of youth with the Miles Farmer it was good to see Noah Pola Gates get a little bit of action this week. And yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot to say. These guys are just, they're playing their tails off and things are showing there. Eric Chenander is going to be a hot commodity at the end of the year. And Nebraska's going to have to take care of him. Just throwing that out there now. And who would have thought that? Never. Who would have thought, you know, Eric Chenander would be the hot commodity on the staff. And cause you know, uh, Travis Fisher has gotten a little bit of shine. You know, he's, he's seen some, SEC love and he's uh, he's been our hot girl for he's been our hot the girl. last couple of years. Like guys that are reaching out and saying, "Hey, you want to you want to switch switch teams and do the same job over here?" And he's turn it down. You trying to switch? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, look, if we if let's just go to special teams. Okay, they, they found their not punt returner, but their punt catcher in Oliver Martin. They found him. Yeah, and we said last week, we said, "Look, we can't get too greedy." We just have to find a dude who can catch the ball and not have hidden yardage result as, you know, bounce, 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 bounce. Right, right, you right. Know, yeah. We found that guy, right? Jordan, did you did you <laughs> return punts? I think you did a little I bit. I did, did yeah. I was that guy. I was the guy that they said, hey, we need to go back there and catch the ball. So I did that, I did that for two seasons. Then we got um, DeMornay, Pierce Snell, who's, you know, electric returner. So me and him kind of went back and forth. Uh, when I was there. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's huge, you know, c- catching the ball, uh, opposed to having it roll for an extra 20 yards, start the ball, start with the ball on your own two yard line. I mean, it's, it's a huge game changer and, and special teams. I mean, I, I, we played a lot better this past weekend, but we, we just got to stay consistent. That's you know, identity and consistency. Two big words today. Speaking of game changers, how about an entire length of the field punt there? Like our only play yeah, of the night. 84 <laughs> yards. Really changed the field, huh? Well, I mean, that's kind of where my my point of playing above their head comes through comes in because 84 yards, I mean, come on. That's, well, that's too good. It's the that's same right. guy that punted at seven yards against Michigan <laughs> no, State. That's the same, part. man. Consistency, right? I mean, these guys, they have the talent. You see it. You see it. It's just whether or not they're going to show it the day of the game. And, you know, uh, Oliver Martin, I, I could count probably two punt returns where I'm like, dude, you could have taken that one. Like, come on. Don't get greedy. Some, I know. Yeah. There's somewhere you're, you're, you're thinking, okay, that's a little too conservative. Let's, let's, let's make a play. But yeah, let's not get scared like said, now. Don't, don't, don't get too greedy because, you know, all it takes is one false step or one false movement and the ball's on the ground. You're right. I know. It's just, he, he had like, I, there were like 10, 15 yards in between him and the next guy. I'm like, dude, you could have. Yeah. Right. I don't even care. I, I said last week, I said, Oliver Martin will be back against Northwestern yeah. and our punt return problems will be over. They're not going to have hidden yards. He's going to catch the ball. He's not going to return it. He's not going to go and house the ball or anything like that, but he's going to catch the ball. And he had a couple that were like in traffic and it's like, you're holding your breath and you're like, well, Actually, he has sure hands. He he is Jordan yeah, right. Westerkamp of 2021. 20, <laughs> He's going to catch the ball. No fuss. And that's what's going to happen. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, Connor Culp, eight for eight. Yes. On, on extra points. I mean, hey, baby steps, I get. I mean, that's a lot of extra points to kick. 
Yeah. His leg must have been a little tired, <laughs> Avery. I don't know. On the bright side, he has now not missed a kick in two weeks. So, okay. so he's, moving up. He's feeling himself. He's feeling mm-hmm. real good right now. Well, and he talked to a sports psychiatrist or something. Yeah. And this was on JoJo's podcast that he uh, just needed to find a reason why he loved football. He had to go find that again. And he he's feeling good mentally. And we've said before, and Brandon came on here and talked a little bit about Steven Hauschka and his experience with the Bills. And how mm-hmm. Stephen Hauschka, yeah. he says, kickers are just weird guys. And it's all mental with them because they, it's not like they lose the talent to kick the ball. It's just it, they're all head cases or they, they have weird things they do. And so he talked about Stephen Hauschka laying in an ice bath, bare ass naked. And like, that's just like what he does. He just he has to do certain things hey, to get their own. Yeah, exactly. To get in your head. So did you do any weird things to get yourself ready for a game? Not really. I mean, I would take like a, I had like a little like energy thing. Like I would take like a five hour energy when I got to the stadium. And like, I always needed that when I got there, but that was about it. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing real crazy. Like I, I was never like a super like superstitious guy where I had to like wear three wristbands and then four this or that. So I was just like, all right, I'm here. Let's play. Let's go. <laughs> well, did you, did you know anyone that had a voodoo doll in their locker where they uh you know any anything like that like in major league honestly not not really i i haven't i didn't really? see much of that no all right not much of that okay even your kicker huh yeah well brandon said that drew drew brown was pretty uh pretty normal so that's good yeah <laughs> hey i'm gonna throw a little prediction out here i'm, I'm saying thinking cole pits a game winner this weekend hey that sounds similar to what brandon said okay Brandon said that Culp was going to kick a game winner against Michigan State. So no, that was that was mine. Oh, that was you. I <laughs> said, let's get weird. Oh, he said that, and he was <laughs> going to have a game, or a CTB would have a game ceiling interception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. It should have happened. It didn't yeah. happen, but I like that bold prediction. Like we said, we are recording here at the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. Yes, sir. And we get to reap the benefits of drinking all their great beer. Um, what kind of beers do you enjoy? Do you like? Do you like stouts? Do you like IPAs? Are you a light beer guy? or I mean, are you a beer guy at all? I mean, wh- what do you like? Big beer guy. But I don't know if it's, I don't think I can say I'm a big beer guy and say what I'm about to say. I drink light beer. Me too. Okay. So, That's fine. Bud Light, Budweiser. In the uh, Guinness, Bush Corona, Bush Light, Natty Light, all the lights. <laughs> okay. So there's a beer here that you would like. Uh, it's called Taco Vesa. Brandon had uh, probably three of those while he was here. And so if you ever do uh, next time you're in town, you're going to have to swing by and uh, have a taco Vesa on us. Awesome. It, it is a uh, it's like a Corona, but without the skunk. That, that's like the best way to describe wow. it. It's a very okay. good light Mexican beer. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I will take you up on that offer the next time I'm in town. Heck yeah. Yes, Should be for Michigan, but eh, whatever. <laughs> so Jared, you got anything to say about our sponsor? I mean, yeah, I'm drinking the, the everyday IPA. Six percent. I mean, look, I'm feeling good, but this tastes real good. But Mike's got a he's drinking a little sour. I don't know. To each their own, I guess. I but he's, what's sour? What's what are you drinking? Uh, Looks like orange juice, but it, it's a it's a mango <laughs> sour. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, when Connor tells me to try it, I mean, he says we're not in the business of making bad beer. So everything we have is pretty good. So I, I was like, all right, what am I going to try this week? And he tells me and I drink it. So it's okay. Like it, it's You're not going to argue with them. No, it's my right. Right. Just my So, but Hey, as, as NBC always says, world-class in every glass. Hey, okay. Let's jump to the Michigan Wolverines. They're going to be visiting Lincoln this coming Saturday. Last time I looked, they are a three and a half. Point favorite? Yes, sir. So under under a touchdown, that's that's nice. They're going to be ranked in the top 10 when they come in. Um, one thing that has stood out to me personally is they have been winning and winning pretty, pretty big margins. Uh, the thing that you could come at me with is the teams that they've been playing aren't that good. Um, but I would always just say, like, like the point that you're making, Mike, every team can win. Any given Saturday, any dub that you can get against anybody you'll take. And the way that they've been winning, which is convincing, kicking ass. Yeah. They've been doing what they have to do. They love to run the ball. Harbaugh is committing to the run. Even if they're not good at it, they're still probably going to attempt 40 times a game. Well, I hope they do that on this defense. But he commits to it. McNamara, it figures that 
Adrian will be the best quarterback on the field, right? He's probably the best Big Ten quarterback, right, Jordan? Would you say right. so? Yep, yep, I'd agree. So, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be – this is a very important game, especially if Nebraska wants to get to that bowl six-win trajectory. They're going to have to – they're going to have to win a game that they're not supposed to win. Right. And this is, has to be one of them. Um, guys, let's just – Impressions of Michigan. I mean, we can get into predictions, but Let's what just, about Michigan? Yeah, Jordan, do you want to get us started? What I mean, what are your initial thoughts about yeah. the Michigan game? I know you've so, been kind of jabbing it a little bit right. uh, throughout the episode. Let's let's hear your thoughts about Michigan and maybe how you think the game's going to go. So Michigan to me is like the Notre Dame of the Big Ten, as they're always ranked pretty high. They always play teams that aren't ranked very high. And then when they do play teams that are ranked very high, they get their asses kicked. So I don't know how to look at this, this nine rank on Michigan. I think they're probably overrated. Uh, they did beat Wisconsin, but they're having a down year. Oh, well, yeah, we, we see that. We know that. Um, at Rutgers at 20 to 13 is another close one. Uh, the other, the other teams are teams that they should have destroyed, which they did. Yeah. Um, so uh, to me that, that, that nine, uh, rank is, is, is kind of premature and, and, and sort of an uh, overrated um, stance right there. Like I said, Notre Dame is like the same way. They're always, they always get high rankings and then they'll play a team that's high ranking and then they'll get their asses kicked. True. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about Michigan. Yeah, they have great players and they have a great coach, but I think they're a lot closer. And yeah, I mean, you're kind of seeing it in these, these, these Vegas odds, right? They're a lot closer to, to Nebraska than, than you'd think. Right. Um, but Nebraska needs to see this game and look at it as, as their Super Bowl. They, they need to, they need, they need this game. They, they're, they're trying to get to a bowl game. It's been, you know, several years now since the last bowl game. Um, they, they need to take this game and, and basically make it their, their championship, their Super Bowl national championship. They got, they got to, they got to win this game. Michigan's ranked number one in the big 10 East. So that'd be huge. If they can, you know, take out the top seed in the, the big 10 East, that'll be a big time. Um, and I, I think, I think Nebraska matches up pretty well against them too. So it's, it's, yeah, they're, they're, but there's still so much uncertainty between, between both teams, I, I'd say, um, uh, with their schedules and just kind of how they've been playing, but it'll be, it'll be so exciting this, this whole week. Like I said, I wish I was in Nebraska this entire week, cause I'm sure it's going to be absolutely nuts. Looking forward to watching it. Uh, man, if I, I'm going to do anything in my power to try to get out there. Hey, you know, Chicago's not that far of a drive. It's, it's you know, not, you, can, you can make it work. No, man. Yeah, it's it, the flights. The flight's like an hour and a half. It's it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> Jordan. I mean, Tom, come on, man. They'll Tommy, let you in the suites and all that stuff, right? You just yeah, have to Tommy, like, put your no, Tommy already, Tommy already reached out to me. He's like, hey, come stay at my house this weekend. We'll go to the game. <laughs> so I've got a lot of uh, a lot of incentive to go. It's just tough. My schedule is just kind of a, a pain in the ass right now. But um, no, it's going to be an exciting week, exciting weekend. Nebraska, I know they can pull this off, and they should. Again, this is another – like when, when they were going to play Michigan State, there was like no doubt in my mind that Nebraska should win that, that game, and they should have won the damn game. It just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. So if they can go play this game, try to remain as air-free as possible, you know, that's no mistakes, no self-inflicted gunshots, you know, play Nebraska football, play like you did against Northwestern. Who cares that it's Michigan? Who cares that they're ranked? Hit him in the mouth, dominate the football game. I'm excited. Before this season started, you know, we did our season predictions. We had talked about Harbaugh and Frost and how coming into this year, they're kind of in the same position. Um, right. You know, former quarterbacks for their alma maters coming back um, on the somewhat hot seat, especially Harbaugh. You right. know, just can't get over that Buckeye hump. They you got to think that they think this is their year to finally overtake Ohio state. Right. And so, you know, I don't expect them to come in and want to lose a big 10 conference game. Like they're going to be hair on fire. Yeah. Um, and you know, a couple years ago when Nebraska went to Ann Arbor, that game was a bloodbath itself. The, it was a total mismatch yep. physically. It was, it was G it was freshman versus varsity basically right. looks like they've closed the gap there physically. Um, Definitely. But yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a game that the, that Nebraska must have. Well, it just is, man. You brought up the game a few years ago, uh, you know, Scott Frost first season. 
there was a comment made by Chase Winovich, linebacker for Michigan at the time, and now he plays for the Patriots. Yep. He talked about how Nebraska, not only their players, but their coaching staff just gave up. And he said that after the game. And so I want to ask you, Jordan, is there any bulletin board stuff before the game that can get you amped? Like, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are on that defense right now that played in that game three years ago that are, you know, that uh, supposedly gave up, didn't, didn't put any effort in. Is that something that a team can fuel off of, or is it, are we overthinking that? No, you definitely can. Definitely, definitely, definitely can. Um, don't make it an emphasis, but remember that. Remember those comments. Remember what was said. Remember that this team disrespected you. Um, I, don't let them come into your own house and do the same thing. Right. Um, but yeah, that, you know, don't make it like an you know overemphasis on it. But just remember that stuff. You know, I always remember that stuff and take it and use any fuel you can to to go out there on, on Saturday and just beat the crap out of them. Well, and if you're gonna say bulletin board material, I mean, even Ben Still himself was like, after that Michigan game, I that was the biggest ass kicking I ever experienced. Like he, yeah. he in it, you don't want to post, post that on your locker. Room. Yeah. Still, cool. We got our ass kicked. Well, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's, he had plenty after that. So and what, whatever, but as far as Michigan goes, um, I'm, I'm totally in agreeing with both of you guys. This is a must win game. I think Nebraska has more than enough talent and coaching to win this game. I think, the offense is more explosive than Michigan's defense. I think our defense is better than their offense. The thing that's going to come down to, I think, is special teams. If our yep. special teams can show up like they did last week and not against Michigan State. I mean, that the, the third phase of the game has been such a just problem with this team, I guess. It, right. It's just it's cost us three games, you could argue. It's cost us all right. three losses. We're probably five plays away from having no losses this year. And a lot of that has to do with the terrible special teams that we've had. And if we can piggyback off of the performance we had against Northwestern, I think that this game, it, it'll show its colors. I think we'll show that we are the more dominant team on offense and defense. And um, I got a quote or a text from Chris Schmidt from Hale Varsity, and, and he brought up something really cool. Uh, he said, first off, he said, Westy's good stuff. So shout out to you. And then he <laughs> also you. said, I saw this stat. He said, teams since 2016 are 13 and 23 following games versus Wisconsin. Nine of 13 wins versus teams that finished last in their division, uh, Maryland, Illinois, Rutgers. So he's saying Nebraska. So Nebraska finished last in their division last year. He's saying that Michigan has lost nine of 13 games against those teams that wow. finished last the year prior. That's interesting. So it's just, that's very interesting. I wanted to bring that up. Uh, once again, shout out to Chris Schmidt. He's an awesome guy. Hung out with him in Norman. He is a, a, a truly just a genuine dude. So that those kind of numbers, I don't know if they really apply to this game, but as like a mental thing in this game, it's like, okay, Michigan has lost those games to last place teams. Right. Teams do stumble after they play a physical Wisconsin team. So Definitely. why not us? Why can't we be those teams that get those wins? Yep. Yeah. We can, we can be. The guys just got to believe. They got to go out there and play. Just keep doing Dude, what they did last week. And they should be just fine. I mean, you, you're going in this game and you're like, we should have won in Norman. We should have won in East Lansing against the top 20 Michigan State team. Like, confidence should not be, or should I say, having no confidence should not be the thing holding them back. Right. Like, you showed on offense, Jordan. You said identity. You got this defense that is kicking ass every week. Like you can win this game. Michigan can get got right. You know, they're not some untouchable force. Screw that. Like, no, this team, Michigan's, you said yourself a little, a little overrated, probably like, come on, man. You can't go into this game with your tail in between your legs. Oh, this team kicked our ass three years ago. No, nah, man. Like, no. let's go. You can kick, you can kick their ass. Right. And they'll, they'll be ready. There's no, there's no chance Frost is going to let them have any sort of thoughts like that. They're going to have a fucking great week of practice. They're going to go out there. They're going to beat the shit out of Michigan. <laughs> All right. Wait. All right. All right. So Eric, what do you got? Michigan on the season is averaging 5.6 a carry. Other two are running backs have 6.2 and 4.6 and combined for 13 touchdowns. Other third string is averaging 7.4 and two touchdowns. They have thrown one interception and it was from their third string QB, but I don't pass a lot because they don't have to. 
they have fumbled one time in each game and they have yet to lose a fumble. So they're there to lose a fumble, just like as the law of averages would say, they're there to lose a fumble. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, playing that physical of a style every week is going to tear you down eventually. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. Nebraska is playing with as much confidence as they've ever played with, like under Frost, like at all. This is a confident team, and they're looking to beat a ranked team finally. Get over that hump. They should have done it already, but they have another chance, and they'll have maybe three more after this. I think think our front four is even for on seven matches up really well to stop the run. As the last two weeks, Michigan has only been held to like 112 or rushing yards. The run game has not been great. And I think I think our second there will keep the passing and Damon check. If Nebraska keeps playing at the confidence they've shown, then yes, I think they got a shot. And one thing I've told Mike this, I've told Jared this off of the pod, the thing that great coaches do is they build off success and they build off momentum. Scott has yet to do that in four years. This is a golden opportunity. It isn't like Michigan is going out and just, you know, games are over at halftime. Three of their five have been close in the fourth quarter. It's, it's going to be a rowdy environment. Just go take care of your biz and just the love of God, do not turn the ball over. <laughs> Yeah. I actually think the whole game is going to come down to touchdowns over field goals. Because if we settle for three, I don't know if we can keep up. Well, this is a game where if you get in the red zone, you've got to freaking pound it in. You can't settle for three. And look, I know Culp's probably feeling good, but yep. I'd rather Culp not kick. I'd rather Adrian do a f- fake option pitch to Xavier Betts and take it in himself. I totally That's what I want to see. With my boy Chancellor Brewington laying out a Michigan Wolverine on his ass. Oh, indeed. Hell yes. And if we're going to build on confidence, what better time to do that than now coming off a 56-7 to ass-kicking of a is. team that that generally doesn't happen in Northwestern. Right. Like yeah. It's, it's got to make you feel really confident coming into this game. Yeah. Uh, scoring yeah, predictions? Let's, let's do score predictions, and we can probably, uh, probably wrap this up. Uh, Jordan, you lead us off. What is your score prediction for this Ooh. Saturday? And you're going to find your way to Lincoln, Nebraska to watch this game. Your <laughs> I wish <laughs> um, if something crazy happens. I, I obviously let you guys know, but uh, <laughs> going with the score prediction. Let's go with 17, 14, Nebraska. All right. Low, low, low scoring, scoring bloodbath. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Okay. Eric, I want to pull the trigger so bad. I do. Just I said it during the OEU week until they beat a ranked team. I can't pick it. 24-20. Blue. I hope I'm wrong, of course. Until Nebraska, and I'm speaking like Eric here, until Nebraska shows me that they can go back-to-back weeks of play. I mean, they played above their heads last week, in my opinion. Um, I do not expect anything even close to a 56. They, they have to put, they have to string together consistency. And I just, they have to prove that first. I'm going to say 27 to 22, weird. something weird like that. Maize and blue. All right. Well, I guess I'll be the difference maker here. I'm going to take the Scarlet and cream. Aye. And I think the boys get it done. 38, 27. And right. it's going to be the biggest win under Scott Frost tenure. Oh, of course. And the heat under his butt will cool down a little bit. In I, my humble I mean, opinion, that'd be a I lot. Like it. I like it. That would go from like I, after that game, it's not scorching. I mean, there, there's like a tiny flame. Yeah. Uh, you, you're putting an ice cube on You're putting an ice cube on his ass right there. Well, and if you win against Michigan, yeah. But you got to think about this too. When Nebraska wins on Saturday, I get to storm the field and Jesus. and I'm tearing down that motherfucking goalpost. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm not I'm not tearing down the goalpost, but you know that if Nebraska does pull this upset off, if you even want to call it an upset, when somebody's favored by three and a half going on the road yeah, you know. uh, in an environment like it is in Lincoln, Nebraska, is it an upset? I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's going to be a hostile environment. 
And if Nebraska does pull it off, the field will be swarmed by everybody in red. That'd be awesome. Jordan's going to be hanging off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, hey, um, you know, while we sign off, Jordan, is there anything that you want to plug to the audience? Where should they, where do they find you? Anything like that? Oh, yeah, just social media. Just search Jordan Westercamp. I'll pop up. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but no, no, guys, hey, I really appreciate you having me on here. I mean, it's always a blast. It's always a blast to get on here, talk to you guys and just chat football. I don't get to do that very often out here. I wish I was in Nebraska and I could do this freaking every, you know, once a week, but no, this, this is awesome, guys, and I, I really appreciate it. One last thing. If we need a Hail Mary, you should pack your jersey with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you guys that I'm, I'm coming, and then if they do win the game and we storm the field, I'm just going to run into you guys like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the one in red. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, wow. Jordan. Thanks for coming on. Like usual, yeah. you've you've been a a great springboard for what we've been doing here on No Block No Rock. We appreciate you. Husker Nation loves you, obviously, and uh, he knows that. I mean, go Big Red, right? Sure, <laughs> yes, go Big Red. No, guys. Hey, thanks a lot. What you guys are doing is great. Uh, you guys have a great podcast. So appreciate it. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All righty, you too, guys. Good Take week. care. Good Husker week. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck Michigan. All right, bye. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good sign off. <laughs> we want to thank Jordan Westerkamp once again, and we hope that his prediction of 17 and 14 comes to fruition, of course. We want to tell our listeners, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Join our Twitter. Yeah, join us. Join our Twitter. Yes, join that mess <laughs> that and mess. and the interactions that we have with some delusional fans and some... <laughs> other fandoms of Iowa fans and everything else. Just, just hop on the bandwagon, interact with us. We will always respond. We love you guys. We love doing what we do. And uh, yeah, at NBNR podcast. Yeah. Is that and Twitter and Instagram. Of course we need, we need those Insta followers and we need the IG to build up. So please go there. And lastly, our website nbnrpodcast.com. We got all the past episodes on there. All our past guests, all all the guests that we've had in the past are on there. We have freaking former Heisman Trophy winners on there. I mean, you come gotta, on. You got to get listen. on. If you haven't listened. What are you doing? And you're, maybe you're a new No Block, No Rock listener. Go back and listen to our old stuff because mm-hmm. a lot of those interviews with former players, they still apply to this team now. It, it's crazy that those players that could be so far away from the game can still project what was going to happen in this year. And just talking about their playing career and stuff is just really eye-opening, especially Boyd Epley. That was a good interview. Johnny the Jet, DeMornay. I mean, come on. You got to go to that. And we're going to have merch on there soon. I mean, we're not wearing any merch right now, but no. We got merch coming. We got merch coming. We got T-shirts coming. We think Husker fans will really appreciate what we're putting out there. So just be on the lookout for that. We'll, We'll tease it on the Twitter and all that, of course. But hey, let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware. I'm Eric Morrow. And as always, beat Michigan and GBR.